Um, very quickly, Sarah, your message to Keir Starmer. He needs to give up the ghost <laughs> and make way for somebody else. Des? Get a personality, I'll leave. Paul? Uh, uh, goodbye. Vic? Um, same, just, I think you need to go. Vicky? If, if he could come across a little bit more genuine and, um, yeah, maybe find a different role. John? Move over, let someone else take over. And Gary? Yeah, definitely let someone else take the reins. Um, it's not good enough. Would anyone say anything nice to Kirstarmer? Someone's got to have something nice to say. <laughs> He's got a better haircut than Boris. You want levelling up? That's levelling up. Welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David. I'm here with Rob. Hello. Jamie. All right. James. Hello. Alistair. Hey. And special guest, Sin and Coase. Hey, how you doing? I didn't bring a book this time. Everyone can relax. There's no book. <laughs> it's all fine. No, sorry, Sinan, you're the herald of war. You show up when things are bad. Either you make them bad or, as is the case today, Things are bad already, so yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very great. It's very gracious of you, Sinan, to leave your human skin brown tome at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a the shame what I wrote you... in it, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the worry is that if you didn't bring a book, then your journey is complete, and we're about to start the Age of Sigma. Well, <laughs> uh, no, um, everyone. The, the 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 problem here is actually that what we're going to talk about is definitely going to be written in some kind of history book uh, because yeah. it's. All part of the lovely long march towards fascism, which we will go on to. But before we do that, we have some news pieces to cover. Um, Rob, you've got something up first? Yeah, the the short march uh, of the breakdown of the United Kingdom. Um, (laughs) This time, a a different aspect that caught my eye. A great piece by Sarah O'Connor in the Financial Times, who writes brilliantly about the the labor market anyway. Um, This time, we are running out of vets and veterinarians, and not a little bit. We are running out of them. Well, the war was like eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the number of vets calling helplines for emotional, financial, or mental health support has shot up by about tenfold since 2014 because the industry is coming under incredible pressure from um, overwork, uh, a consolidation in industry, uh, low wages. Brexit now, COVID lockdowns have uh, not helped vet practices. Uh, everybody's bought a pet and everybody's a dick, so everybody's brought their P3 
pets to the vet and being dicks to them. <laughs> and currently, Sorry, just, yes. uh, currently only half of uh, existing vets and also veterinarian nurses working today say that if they were given the choice to do it all over again, only half said they would become a veterinarian uh, again. In, in the article, it's also mentioned that one of the registered nurses quoted describes that new graduates in the program are essentially lambs to the slaughter uh, due to the extraordinary pressures in the industry. And they're all walking out the door, uh, sometimes to Europe, sometimes to different industries. But yeah, they're uh, they're all going. Um, it's, it's pretty bad news because it's not just like for your dogs and cats and other beloved family pets. Um, Again, we're, we're talking about slaughterhouses again because it's incredibly important. Slaughterhouses must have veterinarians on site. So and... are you telling me there are other animals? Yes, uh, sorry. <laughs> for, I mean, for now, in, in the near climate change future, there will only be you know, <laughs> mutated dogs. I, I, unfortunately, I never... Fish. I never got past D on the uh, list of animals, so. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you should be aware that there's horses as well, Alistair, and actually the... Oh, what? Horse, horses, horses. <laughs> And the, the horse vets actually have it worse of all of them, because whenever they call up for the emotional support line, they get asked why the long face. Hey. <laughs> oh. Please, James, we have guests. <laughs> that's why I did it. If you're a horse vet, though, you get to carry a gun. So, you know, that's one person. Oh, I got. thought people were going to mention the ketamine if you're a horse vet. Um, <laughs> that, some special K. No, not Keir Starmer. <laughs> oh. I'm so, oh my God, that, that was fucking... That was why lie? Why lie about that? Just nothing. I don't know. I've been calling hell. him special K since he's become Labour leader because he's just been easing my woes. It's brilliant. Um... <laughs> Ironically, though, genuinely, horse vets are the ones that are least access to Special K, because um, it's actually monitored and restricted quite closely. And yet, oddly, um, it's in every nightclub in Britain. Weirdly enough, though, horse vets are also the people with the least COVID. Yes, co horses can't catch COVID. No, yeah, exactly. that was an ivermectin joke, but, you know, don't worry about the callbacks. It's all good. <laughs> oh, we're, we're bringing shit. good games today. Yes, okay, Ivermectin, the womp, D-worm, womp. yeah, okay. Womp, womp. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, especially now that we're Another no longer in... certified comedy banger from the Practice Cast Matter. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like more, please subscribe to their Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, because of Brexit, obviously there's more paperwork also for food and drink exports, uh, meat specifically. And uh, that means they need to have certificates from the slaughterhouse signed by a veterinarian. And almost 95% of all vets in slaughterhouses are or were uh, not from the United Kingdom. And most of them went home during the pandemic. And they're mm. probably not, gonna, not coming back neither. Well, it, it's like, objectively, the worst job you can do as a vet. Probably, basically. yeah, it is, yeah. Um, I'm just going to read you a quick line just to tie with some stuff that we talked about in previous two episodes. Oh, read a quick line. Okay, sorry. There is a, there is a similar... on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to read it to you very slowly? There is a similarity between no, the no, 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 no. There is a similarity between burned out vets and the other staff who are in short supply this year, such as HDV drivers, meat factory workers, and hospitality when you stuff. think about it, when you think about it, an eighteen wheeler is just a big horse. That's right. <laughs> Every labor shortage of two thousand and twenty one has its root in deeper problems which have gone unresolved for years. And... <laughs> End quote. <laughs> like fucking paying people. 
<laughs> just hell? you could fill it. You could fucking answer this one yourselves at home if you like, because uh, <laughs> Jesus. On, um, sorry, I, 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 I'm not looking at the show notes, but it, it, am I correct in thinking, Rob, you're about to mention the share market? Um, yes, like the market shares and how it relates. To I am companies, because I the other thing that's commodity. been happening in the veterinarian uh, markets is that a lot of the in previously independent practices have been bought up by big conglomerates such as uh, pets at home. And fortunately, their share prices are up, up, up. They're almost 70% up from two years ago because everybody's got extra pet bills because everybody bought a puppy during Corona. So, you know, while the industry drains, private equity is making out like a bandit. And that is a good system that we all love. Like, I I know about this because my local vets is like, they're coming under pressure from, you know, to being being taken over and all the rest of it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's riddled through the system. Because they, 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 these two facts are related. It's like they have been, the, the, the veterinary industry is being financialized and also working conditions are getting unbearable and the pressure yes. is mounting. Like there is, a, there is a connection here. But more generally, right, I want to actually take a step back a second, guys. Um, that quote you read, Rob, about how it's not just, you know, it, it's HGV drivers, it's meat factory workers, it's hospitality staff, it's all of the, all these jobs. Um, a thought that's hit me today. The answer's probably no, but guys, are we actually in the early days of what might be the final crisis of capitalism? No. No, there'll be some, like, fucking, you know, band-aid, splint, or whatever that'll be applied to some, like, arm of the, st- or from some arm of the state that will keep it propped up for another, until the next, ne- in, you know, inevitable fucking crisis, which will... I mean, some, at this rate, you know, the next inevitable crisis will be in, like, six, seven years, <laughs> so... I mean, the see, next inevitable so crisis is going to be the same ongoing crisis that we're experiencing right now that's yeah, going to have, like, bubbled under the, the surface the, for, like, the, ten minutes. Which is going to have the dial up to 11, essentially. To be yeah, fair, like, the final well, crisis of capitalism is the ongoing crisis that never actually occurs, and that it doesn't have a final crisis, it just fucking persists. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing, right? It's, it's easy to say that, but I was doing a lot of reading. I was reading about Black Swans, the Black Swan <clears> events. <throat> it's, a thing you, it's the thing you don't see coming that kills you. And I've been reading a lot about the closing years of the Soviet Union and how things felt subjectively. Mm. And I'm just, I'm aware that no one saw it coming. The people living through it didn't see it coming. That, like, I, on the I, can, I can vouch for that anecdotally, Union. given my partner's yeah. parents. I can vouch for that anecdotally. It was, it did blindside a lot of people. And I'm just wondering, is like, if you were to see early warning signs that things were unraveling, and that actually we're about to have like a societal collapse, like proper, as in like you know it's it is a crisis and it, it ends and then something new takes its place. Spoilers, probably fascist um, mm. in some form. I do wonder, is this how it would feel? So weirdly, I was also doing a bit of reading. And it's sort of similar, but not the same. The fall of the Ottoman Empire. A different leather-bound tome. Yeah, different leather-bound. <laughs> the fall of the Ottoman Empire. This, and I was this like, one not in human skin. Yeah, this one not in human skin. This one um, is made of the sort of material Fez is made out of. Um, cause it, um, <laughs> Wonderful. This must yeah. be a dream to hold. Yeah, it's really nice. It's just a shame it's about the does Ottoman it, Empire. Does it, have a, um, does it have a tassel bookmark? Absolutely it does. It does. <laughs> but it was like... The UK is just like the Ottoman Empire now. It is it is an empire without an empire and is just carving itself up and will mm. inevitably have some horrible liberal nationalist revolution that fucking ruins it. Um, makes it even worse somehow. But on the plus side, we're all going to learn to read. So, you know, pluses <laughs> and minuses, really. I, 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 guess, I guess then the takeaway is, you know, um, 
it's, you know, on the plus side, yes, it is the end, possibly, of the British state that we're living through. But on the negative side, uh, capitalism will continue, so don't get your hopes up. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward I mean, to, I'm looking forward to learning right. who the British Kemalists are going to be. That's going to be really fun. <laughs> well, so I mean, long as we get all the fancy outfits, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Mm. To me, like, I think the chance that all of us will be sent to the countryside is quite high. I just don't think that it'll be the communists that send us there. I've told uh, you, it won't be the countryside, it will be the stadiums, and it's coming in the next five or ten years. Yeah, no touching grass, only AstroTurf. That's it. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely be touching it. Um... <laughs> anyway, yeah. this is a fun, fun-filled episode. <laughs> yes, it always is. Light-hearted episodes filled with stadiums. Yeah, right. well, it's your, your fucking news nugget. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, will we talk about something publicly owned then? Yeah, is it Excellent. is it is it us? Is it the left? No, no, it's not. Um, it's the NHS, the NHS in Scotland specifically. Oh, Mm-mm. how are yeah. they doing? Are uh, they shit. Good? No, the army's been drafted into a system now. <laughs> of course it has. <laughs> this is the yes. most British solution to any problem: is to bring the army in. I, yes, I yeah, it's like. Uh, as Jamie described it, it's getting a bunch of stout lads in to yeet the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so at the moment in Scotland, we haven't really talked COVID numbers for a while. Um, at present, they're across the UK the highest good. since March. Yep. Good. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, good. The line goes up. It's good. That's right. That's yep. how it works. Uh, if, really if, I've, if I've learned anything in the last five minutes, it's that when the, lo- when the graph goes up, it's good. Yes. Scotland's um, actually had a slight decrease recently. Um, by recent, I mean within the last month, because we peaked at the overall fucking highest, I think, last month or some shit. Um, Seven-day average in Scotland's 2,463 cases with 20 average deaths over the seven days. Um, this is a third in the way of case numbers. Um, sorry, deaths even. Um, at January where the case numbers were similar. So we're, mm. we're talking like before, you know, just after the bass of Christmas booming numbers. That's where we are now with cases again. And the, the deaths are only like a third off that, or two thirds off that. So, yay, things are working. Yeah, but the trend is down, to be fair. Like, I've been monitoring it quite closely in Scotland. I don't, I can't speak about the UK as a whole. The trend is um, at the moment show. down. But... I mean, it's a safe bet. Yeah, it went up in August, and then it went back down a bit, and then it went back up for a couple in September. And, like, we've got nothing else really happening here that's going to drive that up, because um, it, the problem seems to happen around when kids are off school for a while. Yeah. And then they yep. come back, so look forward to Christmas. Mm, yeah. Oh, actually, oh no, like it's... shit, actually, we've got the St. Andrew's Day bank holiday, don't we? So that might see a little fucking, little jump. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that's what basically happens. People circulate, the kids get it, the kids go to school and pass it around like it's trading cards, and they come home and kill grandma with it. Yes, the and kids the others... still have trading cards. Or grandmothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, well, no, not, so not so much of a latter these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have the... NFTs now, they have NFTs of grandmothers to trade. <laughs> oh, I mean... oh, they've all those fucking horrible like, lion shit, haven't they? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, oh, they're, they're, the gorilla fighters. Oh, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, like, there's there's also the problem with the vaccine rollout with regards to the boosters and stuff like that as well. That's not really happening very fucking quickly. And we're already at a point where the vaccine efficacy, because it's only two doses of a vaccine for a type of virus that usually takes like three or four fucking doses for it to be like properly effective, um, that's obviously slowing things down and making things bad again. So... 
that's cool. Um, why are we here? Because there's a shortage of 4,845 registered nursing and midwifery vacancies across Scotland at the moment, which is like a fucking all-time high for, the, for vacancies. That seems pretty, pretty high. Pretty... They... Yeah, I mean, Have it's probably they considered... Because... Paying them more and improving their oh, absolutely oh, they Have they have considered, considered that? They have considered that, and they decided to do that a little, and that was it. It was not a very oh, good way. Just a little, yeah, yeah, just a little, as a treat. Slightly <laughs> above interest, I think, um, but like with the usual caveat of the conditions are already shit. Um, Did yeah, they all retrain in cyber or? No, no. I, 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 I think a fair whack of them have probably died. Um, a fair whack of them have probably. Just say it. Probably aren't even fit to work at this moment, yeah, because they'll just put their bins with stress for the amount of shit they've dealt with. So now mm-hmm. to help them with that stress, the ones that are still there, the army's stepping in. So we've got sixty-three military personnel being deployed to um wow. NHS Lanarkshire, <laughs> which just sounds like it's gonna solve everything. Uh three nurses, forty-five military medics, twelve general duties troops, and three drivers. Three drivers, wow. Yes. Oh, is it, is <laughs> all right then. Yes, so Man, nothing close to them all any kind of hole. Um, and NHS Bordels are getting 14 military medics, two nurses, and four additional military personnel for... Wait, what? Reasons. NHS Borders? Yes. Are they border in, corps, yes. but with little red crosses on them? No, no, no. no it's, it's for the it's, Scottish it's Borders, the borders region. region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The bit, the bit no one cares about. We don't talk about it. It's shit and Tory. Um, yeah, I was going to say, isn't that the Tory bit? So it is, uh, well, it's one of the Tory bits. The other Tory bits, Aberdeen mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the NHS. That's the state that's in. Now, this is obviously not all down to COVID. Um, the state of nursing and midwifery and everything else like that in Scotland has been a shit show for quite a while. Um, this isn't a Scottish phenomenon. It's the same down south. Um, it's just more noticeable in Scotland because you got a smaller population uh so the the numbers seem a bit out of whack uh but yeah so cool um i'm sure we'll get lots of fucking policy and other good changes to fix this yeah i wonder if there's anything that could be learned from multiple like multiple sectors of like the economy and like public services all sort of going through the same kinds of uh problems Mm. right now well now that now that the the scottish greens are yeah, I was going to say, isn't stuff, that, they yeah. might be able to enact some kind of meaningful change. Because they got two ministries. I mean, that's that's yeah. a pretty powerful position. Yeah, so that's two let more just... than they had before. Yeah, oh, they've got, nice, they got, uh, they got the high chairs. They got the little bibs. It's all going really well. <laughs> really, Rennie is incredibly long... jealous. Yeah, let me just take a long sip of my coffee before we continue the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is really much more to say on that other than yeah, it's a shit show, and here's a prime example of how it's a shit show. Uh, yeah. Staying in Scotland for another oh, news no. piece. Do um, we have to? Uh, yes, yes, you'll like this one. Nine schools in North Ayrshire, which is a shite hole, have signed up to take payments for school lunches using facial recognition software. Cool. But why? <laughs> <laughs> it's so unnecessary. Yes. Oh, ne- next thing you know, the kids are going to be swapping faces. Oh, yeah. It's a slippery know. slope. <laughs> well, one Famous. of the... It's the it's the it's the children's version of Face Off. They're gonna do the fucking <laughs> thing. It's gonna be awesome. It's, so oh, like, what a movie! Have, are these schools it's with all... the big clumpy boots as well? It's uh, oh, right, is okay. this school based on like a fucking oil rig? That'd be great. No, right? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire in here hard on this one. The reason they're doing it is to get the kids used to it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Yes, that, yep. yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, that's that is pretty much it. So, um, the system is being supplied by CRB Cunningham's, and they stress that, that it does that not sound use... like a real. That doesn't sound like a real fucking company. That sounds. It doesn't, does it? Something from the Beano. <laughs> it's not a company that does facial recognition software Man. in the twenty first century. That's where your dad used to go to buy his galoshes. You're right into them for a knockoff subscription to the Viz. Yeah, CRB Cunningham's <laughs> really went downhill when Acme bought them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fake. Vo- they make fake vomit and f- and facial recognition software. That's right. Mm. Diversification, yeah. man. Well, they stress that it doesn't use live facial recognition, and that's <laughs> my like, my T-shirt that says that it doesn't <laughs> use live facial recognition. Shooting the kids before they scan them. Well, live facial recognition is the thing where you've just got a camera that's actively searching for faces in crowds that has been Mm. used previously in parts of New York and Sweden yeah in schools Um, that's been used used in um, I think it was used in parts of London oh yeah yeah yeah, it's been been used pretty widely but in schools specifically New York and and so is Sweden Um, both Mm. New York State and fuck CSI uh, Miami (laughs) just so dreadful (laughs) <laughs> yeah, better than CSI New York. To be fair, like that's well, that's got, that's got Gary Sinise, and that's just yeah. quality. CSI CSI New York is the the peak nine eleven brain. Basically, is how I take that show. I've seen it's, one. It's... I've seen one. I disagree with you because I've seen exactly one episode of CSI New York, well, and it had nothing to do with nine eleven. Or it had it. There was a guy came back from the future to warn them about like a fucking like impending like a, like atrocity or something. And he predicted a bunch of stuff that was going to come true and then died. And they were like trying to explain how he, he couldn't possibly have come from the future as if that needed explaining. Do you know what I mean? And it turned <laughs> out, it turned out the reason he was able to predict the events of the day with 100% accuracy was because he studied game theory. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, right. Well, on the note in New York, New York and Sweden both have used this previously in schools. And it was banned. Um, on on both parts. In fact, the, the the municipality in Sweden got fined for using it because mm. it was obviously oh, ima- a massive. Imagine having like privacy. a semi-functional actual state. Imagine, imagine what is this? Imagine no. something too bad for New York State. To yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so if it's that bad, so that. The see, cop was holding like the camera, kept shooting the kids. Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Well, the company states that it's not that, so it, it's not actively scanning. So you need to stand, and I think you need to look fucking press a button, or someone needs to press a button for it to scan. That's how it's not a live one. How that's actually that much different in practice, fuck knows. Um, Wait, but they, if you don't press the cheaper. button, and then you don't get food or whatever, like well, they yeah. should have just given the kids Bitcoin. <laughs> it would have been less faff overall, wouldn't it? To just... Right. Sorry, no. This podcast is not in favour of putting children anywhere near Bitcoin. No, I would. <laughs> Certainly not near the users of Bitcoin, because the users of Bitcoin, I think, have some suspicious views around the age of consent. So, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason why they use the word nonce in cryptography. <laughs> yep. And it's it not because a number is only used once. No. Mm. Doesn't it take five or six days for like a Bitcoin transaction to complete anyway? So if it's like a school lunch thing, don't they have to like sit around for five days? The short, the short answer to your question, Rob, is it depends. <laughs> well, one of the things about this is speed. That's why um, I checked out the the website of the company. That how many how many days would the turnaround be if the kids had to pay for the school dinners with gold bars? 
<laughs> it depends. Are they earning them through Red Dead Redemption? Because it could be a while. Oh, now you tell me. Yeah, that's that joke for that one listener who enjoys that. There you go. That was for you. Yeah, <laughs> if you enjoyed that, uh, DM us at PraxisCast. And then... the, the irony is I'm that one listener. <laughs> so uh, it's foolish of us to bring you on the show tonight, then. Yeah. So one of the benefits, apparently, is that it's faster. I checked out the website, and they have... It's faster than what, One exactly? quote. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Faster than just giving the kids their fucking dinner. It's just fast, better than fingerprints. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Why the (laughs) fuck would you have? It's better than taking a fucking blood sample and sending it off to the lab from CSI. (laughs) Sorry. My new strap line for my robotic arm that I'm about to develop. (laughs) It's it's just fast, everyone. It's faster than having David Caruso take his sunglasses off and put them back on while he says something clever. Every time a kid wants dinner, <laughs> you know, here's a here's a thing. I've actually I'm looking at the notes document now, and I'm seeing that that is attributed to school business manager. Yes, in Kings Meadow Schools. Yes, the that is a position that should not exist. Correct. School yeah. business manager. manager. Th- that and fucking having a CEO of a school is just something God, that yeah. should never have ever entered my lexicon. Yep. The, yeah, the yeah, business yeah. factory is expanded to schools. Wow. School yep. business while manager. While we're talking about like... while we're talking about like schools discourse and absolute fucking headbangers, can we talk about that mad woman who like the kids aren't yes. allowed to speak, but it like teaches them no. how like fucking no because we'll talk no. about that in a different episode because that will be a different Fuck episode. Sake, like yeah. I'm all raring to go now. I'll not I'll, I'll not have this energy in the in the future episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll send you a pack of skull cans, Jamie. Look, Jamie. Jamie's the exact right level of sleep deprived and hopped up on skeleton juice for this yeah. particular bit. Let's <laughs> talk about it. James Spader. No, <laughs> so obviously, what the worrying thing about that quote there is the fingerprints bit. Yeah, yeah, because that, that implies they're doing before? fingerprint stuff. Yes, they uh-huh. were. My school did what? that. I remember this now, that this was actually a thing that got introduced. Did you go to school on the bill? <laughs> yeah, I'm not right. No. <laughs> no, 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 my school, I just went to the shop. fingerprint scanner on uh, my... the machines. You had, to, you had to put money into the machine and swipe, you had to swipe your card, put money this, in the machine. Is this going to be like, and then there was this a be like Shutter scanner? Island where you gradually realise you were actually in like a police station rather than a school <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> I fucking wish. We're, we're slowly we're digging into you know obviously David is the cop on the show and we're getting into his yeah. like MK Ultra training <laughs> that him. David's like yeah fine can't wait to hear about okay, David's well, LSD trip at school yeah I was gonna say did they also get some LSD it's, experiments as when you were in the cadets is that I think game? when it's a, when it's a Scottish wish. subject you call that muck ultra <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. I'll allow that. That was not yeah. good. That was not good. Nah, fuck you. Okay, divided the, opinions. Democracy reigns, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but expressing any negative opinion is abuse, so I will not be doing that. <laughs> the fingerprint system is something that's been there for a while, and I remember it was cards before. There I think it's the 1800s or so, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they're in about, yeah. Um, the issue here is twofold one it's faster apparently it only takes five seconds to throw a lunch at a child now which i think is still quite slow um, <laughs> yeah there should be instant food launches yeah, in yeah. every school they need yeah. to get our brave lads in to eat the dinners up. <laughs> oh don't leave that they, don't they, leave that no, please no, i have i have been to fucking military bases i have ate in those fucking canteens children do not deserve that 
<laughs> but hit me I up. Need what, to get what if the, we um... built a, uh, a school dinner railgun? Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. I was going to branch in the fucking railgun. <laughs> <laughs> Just stamping over me with your fucking... Which oh, which rail which railgun callback is that though? Is that the Brexit cargo railgun or the Mr. Tickle railgun? Because <laughs> we do a high, we do a higher uh, average co- like uh, quantity of railgun content on this podcast. For some fucking yeah, it's, I think in, in this context, I think it's Sergeant Railgun. What, what you yeah. actually need to do is just take an an Ajax to the school and just set it outside and just they can take in their own meals and just heat them up in it. Exactly. <laughs> So comes um, pre-equipped with ketchup dispensers, <laughs> sweet <laughs> bit of soldier on your on your toast. <laughs> so obviously, like the worries around this vastly fucking outweigh any benefits that it could have. Um, obviously, yeah, biometric it's fast, data. It's faster than it's... like you know what I mean. Making every child order the dinner by post. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing actually that they said is another benefit of it is that um, children are no longer victims of pin fraud. Fuck off. What? So what, where, where one child steals another's pin yes. and puts it into order. And presumably yeah, cuts off one of their fingers as well. Yeah, yeah. right. But the problem here is that we're charging children for school meals. Yeah. Just give them yes. one free food. What's the fucking problem? It really is a solution in search of a problem, isn't it? All the, it really is. All these, all, these, all these local schools where it's just like all the kids have these uh, Mission Impossible face and fingerprint switching masks gear and they're just like constantly stealing each other's lunch is this is this what's going on when you say fingerprint switching mask that's such a weird like everyone's running around with like fucking finger mouse you know what i mean (laughs) i'm i'm I'm, it's gonna be really cool when some like vaguely artistic child like defeats one of these with like a well-drawn portrait You can just—you can legitimately like facial recognition has a big flaw. No one likes to talk about, which is if you take which a is if you hold up, face, if you hold up some money, it like assumes you're the queen and it gives you everything for free. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Basically, like <laughs> one weird trick, everyone. We weren't meant to tell you, but yeah, there you go. Uh, so the biometric data obviously is incredibly fucking sensitive, especially considering it's facial recognition shit. Like, and the security I, I just, apparently yeah, is yeah, but that... they're only gonna they're only gonna use it to build Ultron. So like, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna where's, say like where's uh... the harm. The, the the obvious thing that like springs to mind now isn't like these things are famously shit at identifying anyone that isn't a white person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like so, um, it may just so if if you're not white, say you're a, a black child in a school, you might just get free school meals because technically somebody else is paying for it because they are also not white, yep. which is incredible, incredible to think about. A- accidental minority communism, sure. Okay. <laughs> I think this this is probably one of the reasons that it's been rolled out in North Ayrshire as opposed to Glasgow City Council. <laughs> like, to find yeah, somewhere with the lowest concentration of like, minorities. Yeah, it would not, not surprise that... me in the slightest. Like, yeah. yeah. N- not even a joke. <laughs> um, the, the data for all this is obviously, like I say, quite sensitive. Um, this isn't held by the company, so it's not their problem oh, okay. if there's a data cool. breach. Because it's held locally on school servers. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah, but those are like Fort Knox to get into. You need, you know, one of those Mission Impossible face swapping uh, things to, to access them. I mm. remember I remember when they hacked into the school computer on Neighbours, and all you need to hack into like, the school computer is an Amiga 500, uh, a <laughs> cardboard box you've painted completely black, and then you type in hack into school computer into the command line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they really should patch that vulnerability out. Yeah, yeah they really should. 
the, obviously, um, that's that's worrying. But it's fine because you would think all this could be nice and easily but, kept track but, of, and sorry, we would know what everything can is. Can I just check, like, who's who's doing the daily operation of this thing? Because I think I mentioned it on the last episode, but uh, my fiance's sister is a school dinner lady, and is she now supposed to also like do border guard, border force shit? So no, like, so I think the way no, it works is it's built into the. Have James Spader and David Caruso on. <laughs> Gary Sinise as well. It's yeah. just built into the towels, so I think Gary the way that it works is your school's poor. <laughs> Can I go now? So I'm, sorry, I'm doing my Gary Sinise content for an audience of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm very, I'm a very satisfied customer, so keep going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so, crack on. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I think the way that it works is that it's built into the till, so you just fucking, you bung in the fucking what they've taken, and then you press button, and then it scans them, and then that's it, done. <laughs> so they but, haven't had to use a card, that's that's what it's taken away here, I'll scan the, their fingerprint. at the risk of being repetitive, what yes. if you don't do any of that and just give a child some yes. food? Yes, yes. I, I, mean, I believe you'll maybe- get sacked. You know, I, I know it's that kind of stuff that's going to get this podcast into the prevent program. But you know, why don't we just fucking feed kids some fucking lunch? A wild Jeez. idea. Yeah, I'm picturing um, that, big, like, that big wall of X-ray scanner from Total Recall, and it's mm. like you know the skeleton. Every every kid's skeleton's in blue, and then someone who's got like a Mars bar that's highlighted in red, and loads of guards like, running in. No, it's it's the it, like here's the problem. It's actually the complete opposite of that because I remember when I went to school, what the Mars right. bars highlighted in green, all the guards are running out. <laughs> yeah, basically, right. Um, when, when my first two years of high school, there was a proper school canteen, and when I mean what I mean by that is I mean like it was a bunch of dinner ladies making just like nice food of the day. So what's the what's the what's the meals today? Or we've got some someone's made a bit of lasagna. There's like some burger, you know, like choices of different things made each day. Um, then that was the first sort of year, year and a half. Then they got rid of that, and over the holidays, they installed a Coca-Cola sponsored canteen, and wow. the food the food became pizzas, burgers, and fries. And if you were really quick and jumped ahead of the queue and managed to not get like a teacher beat you, you could get a baked potato. Quality. And that was it. See, thinking back to my and, school dinners, it was like they had like a like a huge fucking tray that you could fit an entire bobsled team on, go down a hill. And it was just full of like like an inch of spam with some batter on the top, you know what I mean? And they just carve you a section out of that. Yeah, and the, like... and the fucking dinner ladies would like pelt you with like yeah, sour the... bread. And... Remember when the dinner ladies were hard? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point about this is, it's, it's been a long. This has been a long managed decline where just more and more corporate stuff has been intruding into schools. Yes. And I'm not joking about the Coca Cola sponsorship. Coca Cola logos on everything, including the fucking tables. Uh, which were shit, but we had nice dinner tables you could sit around, and then we replaced them with these weird circular ones, which were too small but had Coca-Cola logos on them. And so this doesn't surprise me at all. I, I didn't know about the fingerprint thing, because again, David's younger than me, so clearly this is just the next step, mm-hmm. and whoever like follows, I don't know, what comes after is it, what is it after facial recognition? What's the next step? Um, like, I, I would imagine they're probably, gonna, they're probably going to manage to get it in with some turf shit, so it'll be some sort of bathroom inspection or some shit. Oh, I don't God. fucking know. Uh, you know yeah, it'll be a chip in your hand. Yeah, it's going to be microchips. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that's in, yeah. Yeah, awesome. demolition man, but entirely for school dinners. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a thin end of the wedge. Kids, get the just kid. getting, kids are getting like fucking uh, suspended for like eating the three seashells that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, ge- genuinely, genuinely, CRB Cunningham's sounds like a made up fucking name, yes. as we said before. And I bet you it's it's going to have funding from some kind of business conglomerate or maybe even from some like state like activity. DARPA. Yeah, but the whole point of this is to manufacture consent. It's getting kids used to the idea that it's okay to have your face scanned. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. While, yeah, while yeah. The, the entire subject, idea is to just completely we're on the fucking normalize data handover. How do you reckon the three seashells from Demolition Man work? Because at least one of them's got to be used for scraping, right? <laughs> Jamie, rarely do I actually come in and say that's a really shit joke. I'm going to say it now, hey. and I'm saying it on two different levels, right? Um, oh, let's explore a bad joke and explain that away, because that's like an even better podcast. <laughs> oh, you're you're gonna fucking you're gonna fucking pull someone up for that kind of behavior, are you? <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be. But I thought I, I'd just see what fucking it's like on the other side. launching boulders from your glass house there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just enjoying making a shit joke about a shit joke being a shit joke, like you know. I think I think we should do another five minutes of unpacking this. That that'll uh, <laughs> that'll definitely yeah. fucking explore it. <laughs> this is Stop definitely it. how this is definitely how we get picked up by like fucking Apple Podcasts or some shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. No, don't we just need to be like a true crime podcast for that? No, what we need to do is move on to the next section. David Amos, the Tory MP for South End West, was killed while holding a constituency surgery on Friday last week. We are not going to be talking about that specifically, either in speculation of the motives of it or necessarily even about David Amos himself. What we are going to be talking about here, though, is is how that one event has inexplicably spiralled into the wheels falling off of the discourse machine, which is just, you know, anything political, media, whatever, everything's just gone fucking wild. The last it's few gone, days. yeah, Jesus Christ. It's really gotten out of fucking control over the last couple of days. Yeah. yeah, so the day yeah. of recording was fucking intense. Oh, like, that was a log-off day. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah, like, it, was extreme, I, it was extremely frustrating as well, because, uh, you know, when I'm, at, when I'm at the business factory, I like to distract myself from business factory goings-on by uh, goings-on by looking at looking at Twitter and seeing what's going on, and boy, what a day for me to be in the business fool. factory. You, yeah, yeah. fucking moron. Yeah, I was a big fool today. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely been a rough few days. Yeah, um, just generally. So what I thought we would maybe do is talk a little bit about some of the reactions. No, not the reactions. Some of the overreactions around the aftermath is probably the better way of saying that. I mean, let let's pause here a second. Overreactions implies in that, on some level, there is a proportionate reaction to this. That this is a an extreme version of, but it's not. It's, no, it's, the, this is. The, 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 the I think is. what's happening here has got nothing to do with the underlying prompt. It's just an excuse. Yeah. Is what oh, I'm yeah, kind of yeah, from. yeah. That's yeah. We're basically in the same place there. Yeah. Um, it, it's an overreaction, and that is being used as an excuse and it's it's yeah but who's to say if, if we didn't if, if you weren't allowed to be anonymous online we wouldn't have like solved the problem of islamic extremism years ago uh, yeah so yeah that's that's yeah that's Os- osama thing. bin laden was famously anonymous yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was a sad um, day when they took his blue tick away 
<laughs> if he had to post on like hentai emulator forums under his real name, they'd have found him much faster. I feel right. <laughs> so yeah, one of the first bits of discourse that popped up was the inevitable everything would be fine if people weren't allowed to be anonymous online take, which is a favourite. We know it's a favourite, but it's really fucking came out with some weird levels of solidarity between the the media and political classes. I mean, I say weird, obviously, it's, they're always in lockstep, but it's just the amount of them that have been fucking vociferous about it now. See, see, though, they haven't, they haven't, like, haven't really thought that through, because it's actually, it's actually a really, like, online, on, the end of online anonymity would be a really good thing, because if you think about it, no more, like, fucking statue nonce Twitter. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. actually, I was going to say, I did a whole video about how removing anonymity was bad, but now I'm like, Wavering on it if we get rid of that, and we'll be able to find all of the blue tick salts. Imagine, yeah. imagine how many of us would find out that our dads are indeed statue nonces and were on Twitter yeah. this whole time. That's like, gonna I be... mean, it heralds well, an end un... to hilarity ensues. Twitter no longer will some fucking like prick with Alf Garnet as a fucking like avatar <laughs> and some like hilarious fucking like name about how we should kill anyone who isn't white. You know what I mean? Like tell, <laughs> telling you that, like, well, actually, he's not like he's not a fucking racist, but yeah, like, okay, so in one sense it'd be masks off, right? But in the other sense, they wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like this is we we know this, mm-hmm. and you just like yeah, but they wouldn't Facebook stop, but they wouldn't they be allowed stop. to pretend they're like fucking. You know what I mean? Some prick that died in ancient Greece four thousand years ago. <laughs> that would make them. That would like, make them considerably less annoying. You know what I mean? If it yeah. like if it was like fucking you know what I mean you were like some guy telling you that well actually like the decline of Western civilization started with the invention of the black man in like eighteen forty and he was <laughs> it was actually you know what I mean his username was just Baz from Sheffield rather than like, fucking, like <laughs> Socratic thought number nine or some shit like that you know what I mean like yes but. Uh, if it'd still keep going, and I think what would happen is it'd normalise pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I think like, th- I th- there'd be another way for them to do statue nonsery. Is what I mean. There already is. It's called Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also, that's not that's not anonymous. So exactly. You know. I think I think the only the only circumstances in which I would even even vaguely contemplate uh, the idea that removing this like online anonymity would be a good thing was if. Uh, like government and labor sources also weren't anonymous anymore. Yes. So our fucking stenographer yeah, press but, actually uh, had but, to yeah. say who was saying the most like depraved shit. Well, yeah, we but... all know it's Luke Acast anyway. But, yeah, well, like... I mean, we know it's Luke, but at least then we'd be able to rub his nose in it. Yeah, but yeah. it's never gonna. I mean, have you seen though that the, they've got a specific opt out in the fucking online harms bill? Yeah. Yes. Um, for newspaper comment sections. Well, yeah, so, which, yeah. Which, which, means, which means we're doing the opposite of what South Korea did, which didn't work in any case. Does that, so does that by the way, mean that all of us are just going to leave Twitter and we're just all going to, like, join, I don't know, the Daily Mail comment forums and drive everybody oh, absolutely. fucking insane, yeah? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Am I getting a Daily Mail alt to wind cunts up? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, think we so... even need to get alts. We could just, like, rock up en masse and just, like, you know... <laughs> well, you have to remember it would have to be an alt for me because I'm under my own name. So it would have to if we if the game game is that I'm being anonymous on there, I would have to use my alt name. No, you, what you want to do is you want to mind fucking by using your real name. <laughs> then they won't see that one coming. Yeah, you just use each other's names. Like I'll pretend to be Sinan, and then Jamie can pretend yes. to be David, and you know we'll just do it like that. 
Have I mentioned that someone thought I was a fake person? That I'd like assumed the identity of this like slightly large Turkish gentleman in his twenties. For what they, purpose? They've seen, they seen someone distressingly looking like you on that. Uh, this person does not exist website. <laughs> yeah, but they were fully convinced that I was like faking everything, and I'm like, why would I fake being this? I'm fucking miserable. Fuck off. <laughs> like... New conspiracy theory: Sinan is the cop. No, but like... there was the, there was the conspiracy theory that I was running the Praxis Cast Twitter. Oh yeah, that was, oh yeah, no, that was hysterical. <laughs> I want to start yeah, a new that one. Yeah, that was amazing. I want to start a new one that you're actually Nate Buffet. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's it. Deep, deep down inside, we are all Nate Buffet. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah, so the online harm bills was brought up to Patel, and she had this to say. You, you refer to social media, just to one word, one yes or no. Would you consider... Uh, legislation to remove the right to anonymity on social media? Well, I, I want us to look at everything, and there is work taking place already. We've got an online harms bill that will come to Parliament. There's work taking place on it right now. I've done a lot of work on these social media platforms, mainly around encryption and areas of that nature. <clears throat> but we can't carry on like this. I, I spend too much time, actually, with communities who have been under attack, basically, um, who've had all sorts of postings put online, and it's a struggle to get those postings taken down. We want to we want to make some big changes on that. Guarantee those communities are blue ticks. Um, mm-hmm. Like yeah, also, so... um, holy holy shit, Do, is this a distraction whilst we do encryption backdoor bullshit? I uh, no, that that was already going to be part of this. Like it, it was. Yeah. If anything, what they okay. don't want is more heat on that bill. Um, this isn't necessarily that. This is people just being absolutely rage about fucking Antonio Haramsky giving them bother. Like, it's just bullshit. That's all it is. It's, they've all just collectively lost their fucking minds and decided that they'll take out the first possible uh, frustration that they have with an excuse. Is it? Is it genuinely, like, is it genuinely driven by fear? Like, are they actually well, starting to get a bit... So, yeah, I, I think it is driven by fear, but it's not like it's not like the kind of rational fear. Like I say, it, yeah. I think it, it's an irrational fear that they've tied into a rational fear because there obviously is some kind of risk involved in being an MP. Like it's clearly oh, a risky job yeah. because two of them have been killed within the last five years. So yeah, there's there's a genuine and founded worry there, which is fine, fair enough, totally understand that. But the unfounded fear that at Ho Chi Minh 69 is going to be like some kind of actionable fucking danger to you because they said mean words to you on Twitter is is a bit much like there's, yeah, there's no basis as though, for it. it's almost as though creating an increasingly polarised and hostile political environment in which any sort of descent from the over, overarching ideology of the day uh is having some ramifications that a lot of people, most people would agree are not desirable, and that maybe a look in the mirror would be what is necessary rather than just fucking going yeah. after Ho Chi Minh 69. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because was... this is the thing, like, the guy, right, the, we'll talk a little, maybe a little bit, the guy who uh, killed the MP wasn't online at all. Like he no. didn't have a massive online presence, and no, the yeah. MP was not did not have a big public profile online. No, but so, I mean it's yes. complete horseshit. It, the two things are, are, as far as I understand it, are 
completely unrelated. The, the death of the MP, yeah. and then they've just turned it into, and I noted, by the way, this fucking prick uh, Marc Francois was getting in on that one. You know, is it like, oh, apparently uh, uh, David Ames was really worried about people not being kind online. And it's like, the the man was fucking barely... This is just not a thing. You guys have just fucking made it up because you always... Mm-hmm. Literally sounds year, like a Simon Hedges tweet. Yeah. It, <laughs> in the last year, it was really like, you could see this coming because they were all getting very upset that, you know, their mentions were not so nice. Um, especially since Corbyn stepped down because I do think that that's like sort of turbocharges whole thing and like it just this is just it's literally just a fucking group of thin-skinned cunts who are all in the establishment they're all in the tiny club together and they just literally don't want to hear your shit anymore the thing like, is the, the idea the po- of right of reply is anathema to them sorry yeah. Sam, yeah. yeah sorry i was gonna say the point i kept making during my uh ill-advised posting today was hey I wouldn't necessarily want to seal off all of the vents people have to, like, express frustration at the moment, given the way people are treated in this country in general, by the press and by by, um, politicians. I maybe wouldn't be very keen on being like, you know what, I'm going to make it illegal for you to at me. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing, right? This is their jobs, and I'm going to justify this statement. Um... In the army, David, you'll like this one. In the army, the role of a sergeant who wanders around and just gives shit to troops to deal with and just makes their lives miserable is to give them someone to hate and complain about and give them a focus for all their negative energies so that they don't redirect that into other things like questioning the mission or thinking or any of that kind of shit. And it's a principle the US um, you know, the US army uses and, and all the, the armed forces of the US use. They have someone whose job it is to go around and just make things a bit miserable for everyone and be the person they all hate, to be the sergeant that they all dislike. Because giving them something to moan about keeps them from actually using their energies elsewhere and keeps them occupied at the same time. So he gives them make work and they bitch about them going, oh, fuck the sergeant, yeah, no, fuck the sergeant, sort of thing. And that, that is part of keeping discipline, right? Now, in the same way, what is the job of an MP? An MP is the manager of essentially the oligarchy we're in that's what that's what they're here to do right they are elected they are they are put in position in order to make sure capital gets what it wants that's the system we live in today like they are elected to do this particular job they are funded to do this particular job that is their position they are not people who actually rule society right david cameron when he was pm was not the person who ruled society um tony blair was not really the person who ruled society tony blair and david cameron both had rupert murdoch they, they were on his payroll. They are paid, they are paid to be the people that we all collectively moan at as they implement policy that we all hate. That's their structural role. That is their job. Yeah. And they don't like it. Well, that, that's, They don't that's, like it at all. Yeah, that's that's absolutely the thing with it. And like, they're obviously going to project it out onto the public because there is that class solidarity between politicians and journalists. And that in mm. itself is done for a fucking reason. But, yeah, because they're, they're both employees of Murdoch. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, the focus outward is specifically the, the most harmful to them. They've been basically duped into doing that, again, by the press, mm. because they're the ones that are going to keep going, like, oh, who would like online anonymity to be banned? Like, let's talk to all of those MPs specifically and make sure we project their yeah. voices out. Yeah. Because, yeah, if anyone's specifically to blame for this, 
at least the most of any single group, it's the press. It's not the politicians. Mm -hmm. As yeah. much as the politicians yes. create the material fucking circumstances we all find ourselves in, and people feel whatever kind of anger, hatred, malice, whatever it is, they're very fucking divorced from that in most people's minds, or would be, were it not for a series of newspapers. Yeah. Like, Pretty much, yeah. The, 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 we're also the, the media class are the ones mostly at fault for creating this environment over anything else. Yeah, I mean, they, they absolutely did because they like part of what's causing this kickback. Let's be real. For years, the press has manufactured consent, and this started in Scotland in 2014 when the kind of wheels fell off when the BBC went really hard into propaganda territory to the point that even people I know who weren't particularly inclined to vote yes were sort of going, oh, "That's a bit bullshit." Um, I mean, there were examples about it. Whether or not you're in favour of Scottish independence, the, the BBC went hard for the state line, which mm -hmm. is its job. And so the mask kind of came away. And then again, more recently and more acceleratively, um, accelerationist, I guess? I don't know. Can't think of the right way to say it. Um, the Jeremy Corbyn monstering yep. in the press and the monstering of anyone involved in the Labour movement has made people angry. Very mm -hmm. angry. Like, that's a key part of it. And it's made them angry in two different ways. First of all, it's made the actual volunteers and others angry because they've been monstered, right? And just recently, there have been stories of people, you know, who were out canvassing for Labour, having to run for their lives and things like that because people were having a go at them. And then on the other flip side of this, it's made the people running for them angry because they've been stirred up. The press stirred them up to basically get rid of Corbyn, but once you stir up a hornet's nest, like, you know, it's, it's an old story. Like, if, if a bear hits a, a, a nest of wasps, the wasps will come out and attack the bear and anything else that happens to be nearby. And that's kind of what's happened here. And you can't put the genie back in the bottle because the, the fundamental driving animus of this is the fact that material conditions suck. No one's happy yep. on any side of the political spectrum. Only the rulers of our society have something half decent. And even now, I don't think they're happy, to be fucking honest. Um, and yeah, and what this, is, what this translates to is them basically going, well, can we not all just be nice? I.e., can we not just all pretend that all of what we just did didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, I and, think, it, James, I think that's a good point, but I think it works the other way around as well because the monstering of Corbyn showed them, at least when, so far as the 2019 election results go, also showed them if we just monster hard enough and long enough, we do win and we can just crack society in half in, in, in a way of our own choosing. So oh. much as the same time they can't handle the criticism, it's also the drunk on power thing. What they do think that their control, the levers of control that they do have are maybe greater mm. than they think they are. So those two things like are incredibly in tension with each other and they create this fucking yes. weird dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, this, I mean, James, obviously you've spoke about this and I'm pretty sure I spoke about this in the podcast as well, but it is that little liberalism to fascism spectrum. Yeah. And they are hurtling towards one side of that in a bid to preserve themselves as liberals are wont to do like who will they know, always yeah. side with if they're looking for protection they'll side with fascists not realizing yeah. that they're the last people that will give them any sort of lasting fucking protection no. actually did you, uh... did you not did you not see the other day though that like all the fascists are, are left-wing oh yeah wow. well oh god that was, remind uh, me of another video i did please. The, battle of, the battle of cable street was was just like a carry-on film really oh, fuck's <laughs> sake, yeah. oh my fucking god so I mean, like, yeah, the the take. We'll maybe go into some of the takes here that have that have occurred. So um, yes. we've got oh, the, the yeah, hot. Yeah, this is it. like this is like a an extended version of comment or commentary, but we yeah. know It'd be we know who they all are. Well, yeah, yeah, because they're not anonymous. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, 
So, uh, Chris Bryant, the Labour MP. Oh, fuck off, Chris oh. Bryant. <laughs> the, the are you threatening to kill me with hammers MP yes that's <laughs> it was a Jeez. fucking rake that's right yeah oh, fuck the yeah. guy who got fucking schooled by um, a professor of Peruvian politics and uh, yeah. South, South American politics yeah just oh. all round dumb guy Chris Bryant he says, or he's tweeted I should say let's all send a kind message on Twitter today to a politician we disagree with <sighs> let's eliminate the negative Hashtag David Amos. Hashtag more in common. But, but the problem, sorry, right, I just, I have to. The problem is you don't have in common. Yes. There, yeah. there is no common. But, but, but people are angry with you as a political class because you don't have anything in common with them. Exactly. Well, speaking like, I have, I, I was saying this, I have nothing in fucking common with these no, people. Fuck, I mean, fuck, fuck off. No. Like... Yeah, the thing. This was what I what I, what I it, it came to me yesterday. I just remember that the thing that reminds me of a lot of this situation and the Chris Bryan thing in particular <laughs> is what they're trying to do again, and it failed the last fucking time it was tried. What they're trying to do, or at least in this particular circumstance, in a very stupid way, is they are trying to hold a rally to restore sanity. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, the thing is, in their diseased minds, they're like, "Well, I actually have things in common with." built Tory across the benches from me, right? I've actually yeah, got things the in fucking common. material class interests. <laughs> and, uh, they, they, yes, and they foolishly, like, I actually think on some level they feel like they are representative of the country. They're not, but they feel like they are. So if they've got things in common with their opposition, that means the public has, you know, the left and right of the public have things in common as well, doesn't it? And the answer is no, because you aren't actually a rep- like you are an elected representative in name only. You're not actually representative of the, the population. Another, it's, it's part of the the like liberal brain disease where the idea of like a power differential is just incomprehensible, and yes. that this might influence all of the interactions you ever have with anyone in your life. Yeah, that, that's how we get shit like quote tweeting an MP is abuse when the MP yeah. has like. 50,000 followers and you have 12. And, and, more to <laughs> like, the point, and more to the point, literally influences policy that changes people's lives. Well, yes. funny, <laughs> funny like, that you should bring that up. Matthew Dancona says, I find it sad that so many people tweeting about the death of David Amos even find it necessary to say no matter what you thought of his politics, as if such a calculation could even be possible. Yeah, but, but this is this is it. Um, no matter what you thought of his politics, as if a, calcula- a calculation could even be possible. Like, yes, of course it can be possible. It is possible to have a nuanced perspective on a person where you simultaneously recognize their humanity. Like, you know, fucking, like, let's let's actually do the thing that all the, the fucking statue humpers and statue nonces like, and let's talk about the classics. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought you, you were going to say have- let's talk about the age of consent, but... <laughs> well, well, no, that's the, that's the other thing. Like, okay, let's talk Shakespeare a second. Like, Hamlet is a bad person. Macbeth is a bad person. But you sympathise with them. Any, you, you understand, you can simultaneously go, this person's a dick and shouldn't be doing the things they're doing and shouldn't be in power, while also getting why they're like that. No, sorry, and sorry, listen, you know, we're not here to do Goldicat discourse. Well, <laughs> this is a... This is, at the end of the day, this is what it comes down to. It's like, you know, these criticisms are not just possible. These calculations and criticisms are necessary for us to have a functioning democracy. 
understand well, for us to actually have a country that works for us actually to have a body politic which can talk to itself and disagree James, and d- discuss James, we listen, need these things we live in a liberal democracy so let's turn to an expert all on right liberalism. then ian dunn yes ian dunn himself <laughs> oh, let's good. see what he yeah. has to say and yes. we can chat about anonymity and kindness all we like but there's only one real solution to go back to basic liberal principles of moderation and oh, enslaving an underclass, oh, wait, <laughs> rather <laughs> than the frenzy of identity war, because that's <gasps> liberals what happened. Of a one identity, identity war. Of a ones... Yeah, liberals are the ones who do identity he politics. He wasn't killed by pronouns. Yeah, they yeah. them just flew out. <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, any fucking excuse, any sort of bugbear, anything they don't like is what was responsible for this. It's like, oh, we need to go back to moderation. Oh, can I please put this genie back in the bottle? Yeah. Just to briefly go back as well to, like, that fucking uh, Chris Bryant. He wrote a piece on that. He came out today, I think. Did you see where he wrote it, by the way, about um, needing civil discourse and liberal... Bullshit. Did you see where Wait, he wrote I it? didn't see where, but I'm going to Was it guess. the mail? Was it, it the was sun? the mail. Ah, yeah. It's just like, okay, so that's the kind of niceness and solidarity we, we can expect to write in the fucking mail or in the fucking sun, A, Keith, or like this kind of shit. And then, like, Ian Dunt, this, I, this, this drives me, in, this man drives me insane for so many reasons, even though he doesn't deserve <laughs> my attention. Like, what age of, what golden age of liberalism were you talking about? What, like, I always the wish imaginary when, one. Do, when they do this, to like, just give me the 1997 time. 1997 through to 2010. Yeah, but <laughs> even then, it's just like, it wasn't like that. It really wasn't like, just, oh. And we all, like. The, it was like that for Ian Dunn. Yeah. We have to remember this, this entire conversation about, like, online abuse and hatred is being had with the fucking backdrop of the likes of the male, the sun, doing what are all but calls to arms against the enemy yes. of the day, whether it be yes. judges that do that like rule yes. in a way that's not agreeable to Murdoch or Enemies fucking, of the people. Yeah, enemies of the people, uh kill vampire Jezza, uh, yeah. favourite yeah. a favorite from our favourite uh, Dan Hodges, yeah. Uh Jess Phillips uh, saying she would stab Jeremy Corbyn in the front. These yep. are the people that are trying to call for civility in politics what, what's, again. What this, what this is, what this is, is they have gone through the fuck around period, which was the time when everything was fine and good, yeah. and now they're, they're they're suddenly facing up to the prospect that there might actually be a find out period. Me sowing, me reaping. Yeah, reaping is abuse. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I did tweet. Also, I did tweet that meme at someone today and was worried I'd get called out for abuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the, the the fundamental thing going on here is like okay, but there are there are basically three different things that could have caused this. We don't know what, and we can't speculate on what. But you can, in broadly, say it's three different things. It's either mental illness; it was just someone who's really unwell, um, and you know resorted to violence because they were completely detached from reality, or it's domestic policy, policy or it's foreign policy. These are the three things that ultimately drive this kind of act, right? And you can't, like, in some way, shape, or form, MPs are responsible for all three of these things because they're responsible for policy, domestic policy, that deals with mental health. They're responsible for domestic policy other than mental health, which deals with, like, the structure of things. And they're responsible for foreign policy. And what they essentially 
can't bring themselves to do is recognize that they need to change these things. That's the only well, way no, you can't no, put no, 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 no. It's not about changing those things. What it's actually about, right, is uh, limiting your ability to have any scrutiny towards it. Popular yes. opinion. Citation <laughs> needed. They All work right. for you should get rid of the MP voting record section. Oh, it purports to give some kind of insight into an MP's views, but A, doesn't, and B, seems to function mainly as a tool for internet halfwits, meme merchants, to peddle bullshit. Oh. Well, he's got me down on that one. John Ashmore, uh, a contributor to contributor to Capex, would have an opinion that would indicate he would rather that the leading political political party at the moment shouldn't have its uh, more voting like, record scrutinised. Mm. More like John Ashmore. Damn right. <laughs> Got him. Oh, that's that's abuse and no coming back from that one. No, that's yeah. It's like if you were if you were if you were using your own name on this pod, you wouldn't make that abuse. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think what we but, need mo- is uh, is we need some like white guy to explain to us like how Nelson Mandela would have felt about all this. Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh, god. Oh, oh, a man yes. who in this situation should really fucking know how to handle it. Like honestly, but also it's like um, you know. Fundamentally, when you when you look at this, it's they want to their response to this going, "Oh, we're doing terrible things which have radicalized the population. Um, they, we, we've done terrible things that have made everyone fucked off and pissed off at life, and then we've went and stirred them up and riled them up." So clearly, the, the two pronged approach for this is cover up the terrible things we're doing so they don't know about them, because that'll be the same as them not knowing who to blame. Right, because that's clear. They'll still feel the consequences, but they won't know who to blame, and that will get us off the hook. Yeah, and and that's the get rid of a voting record. Then the second part is, and also make make it illegal for them to be mad at us. Well, yeah, I mean that's actually part of the online harms bill at present. Like without all this having happened, um, requires tough action by social media firms, not just against unlawful content, but also legal but harmful speech. I'm so tired. How? How is anybody? How is the UK Parliament going to enforce a rule on politeness and algorithms? Is 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 Twitter going to come to my house and check that I'm tweeting from a gingham cloth? Like, no, they're going to use an algorithm. Oh, oh yeah, and it's you know it's going to be fucked. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to log into Twitter with one of those fucking um, facial recognition. (laughs) Yeah, let's be let's be clear about this. What will actually happen? is they'll implement this. Jack Dorsey will put a token fight against it. And then when it goes through, they'll shrug their shoulders and they'll do what this, the state actually wants them to do, which is to use it to suppress the left. Mm-hmm. And they'll ignore it, the right doing it. Yeah, well, because remember, this is annoying remember, the fuck out of me. I found, I seen a take earlier today and it was so mask off. We actually should all just meet in the centre. Um, extremes shouldn't exist, and they should behave themselves, etc., etc. I can't. But why do the extremes it. exist? Who could say? But yeah, um, but that's what it's all about. At the end of it, it is all about. Well, if everyone was just fucking pliant and nice in the centre, yeah. And agreed do you, do you want to? be fine. You know what? If you want to have everyone meet in the centre, why don't you simply meet everyone's needs and have a system that meets those needs? Yeah. And then maybe there wouldn't be a push for change. Maybe you should just press the communism button and be fucking done with or it. Or you look mm. at, you know, once again, you look at opinion, consistent opinion polling over a number of years that say, where is the British public? Oh, they're in favour of nationalising 
Energy companies, for example, they're massively in favor of a massive Green New Deal. They're in favor of all these things. But the elite consensus is not there. So meeting people in the middle means you meet people essentially in the middle of the fucking House of Commons bar between the fucking lobbyists and the fucking MPs. That's where you're supposed to meet. That's, That's the middle you're no, supposed you to meet, meet in. You meet, that, the that, by the half, way is... you meet the public halfway and you implement all of the racism they want, but none of the yeah. uh, improved living standards. Yeah. yeah. That, that is one of the things that's going to boil over, is the fact that we have zero political party likely to go into government that does anything anyone wants, yeah, other yeah. than the press turning the racism dial up. And most people seem to not really give a shit about that too much. It's just a very specific group who give a shit about that. So, yeah, I don't it's know. Like the, it's like the turf thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like, if you go on Twitter, it just seems like the fucking, the entire British Isles, like, hates trans people and isn't afraid to say it with their whole chest. And then you see them at rallies and it's like 12 people. Do you know what I mean? It's, tw- it's yeah. usually 12 very sad looking people singing an yeah. awful song. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Or dressing up like, like dinosaurs, which is the new fucking thing. It's so. very funny that their, their emojis are dinosaurs because those dinosaurs are trans, canonically trans. So, yeah, it's it, true. It's like Transosaurus funda- Rex. That's right. <laughs> the fundamental structural problem they're facing is that the internet and social media has destroyed the traditional apparatus for manufacturing consent in two ways. Number one, it's allowed people to actually meet others and educate themselves without having to leave their town, so to speak. So Look, James, actually... I'll have you know I was radicalised by a comedy internet forum, not Twitter. That came later. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's the, the internet generally, right? And so there are people who previously would have just swallowed the bullshit being spoon-fed to them by papers who are now getting alternate sources and going, oh, hang on, hang on a minute, this might not be true. And that bends both ways, but it also cuts. Like that's the reason the left and right are getting progress is also because the left is actually people are able to go online and get informed about issues. The right is people are able to go online and get misinformed about issues, and in which inherently, you know, conspiracy theory territory stuff is inherently reactionary, and so they'll end up there politically, right? So as that that part's going on, and then the other half of it is people being able to realize the emperor has no clothes, and that actually no. Not everyone else thinks like the papers are saying. Actually, there are there is a diversity of opinion, and our society has been built around excluding diversity of opinion. Chomsky's manufacturing consent model is basically you constrain opinion and allow lively debate within the constraints, but mm-hmm. not outside. And the internet has blown that apart and made it impossible to constrain opinion meaningfully. And so this kickback is largely about trying to find a way to just go, no, no, it can still work. Uh, It's still good. It's still good. Um, Who knew that you could dismantle the entire, like, dominant ideology of the day by saying, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Well, but that's the thing, though. You can, because human beings are born with certain degrees of empathy certain degrees of like sense of justice like it's in justice is an innate human thing it exists in human beings we each have different expressions of it but we're born with a sense of like there's something is right or something is wrong something is fair or something is unfair that drive those structures exist in the depths of our brain how they are nurtured depends determines what we shape into but it's a core human facet is in our dna we're built to be social animals and so sometimes all it does take is a question of what the fuck are you doing to get people to actually pause. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think we'll, we'll probably try and wrap this part up now, I think. But, uh, yeah, realistically, the solution to this isn't going to be banning anonymity online. It's just going to fuck over more people who mm-hmm. need anonymity online. Not just, obviously, shitposters mm-hmm. like us, but 
you know, you've got plenty of fucking groups who need to be able to have some kind of outlet to be themselves. Um, yes. Fucking, yep. Yeah, like, people, gay people who are forced to be living in the closet because, like, the young and still living with their parents and they can't come out, so they at least get to be themselves online, that kind of thing, like... Whistleblowing yeah, yeah. and shit would, like that. There's a million people reasons. with stalkers, sex yeah, workers. Th- that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, fully. Yeah, there's there's a million fucking reasons for it, and there's a million perfectly valid and important reasons for preserving it. This is just a class that is now scared and is misdirecting that fear and rage against the people who really are relying on them to not do that, and it's just disappointing. So they can either pack it in and fix things which they won't or they can attempt to legalize shit away which won't work because it's practically impossible oh i have an idea which way we're gonna go yeah but... yeah oh yeah they'll try mm. i mean the, the we have had a government in very recent times that tried to ban maths at one point oh so, yeah like yeah amber rudd tried to ban fucking numbers don't forget that but yeah so mm. it, it's probably gonna turn into some fucking stupid campaign that's full-on Simon Hedges material. We're all going to have I mean, Simon the Seagull beamed into our fucking brains. It's going to be like the fucking pawn shield, isn't it? It's it's yeah. essentially unworkable in, the, like, fundamentally. Yeah. So God, it, that it was will... hilarious. You'd yeah. have to go to the fucking off-license to get For a pawn license. license. <laughs> one, yeah. po- one pornography, please. <laughs> yeah. God, what is this? The fucking 80s? I'm going to have to go to a shop for porn? What is That's this exactly shit? it. It's back to the good old days. You know, when the bins weren't collected and people were dead in the street at the time that they were. Well, to be the fair, if the, bins aren't, if the bins aren't collected, at least Keith can get in them properly. <laughs> yeah. Remember when the pornographers were hard? <laughs> well, uh, boom, boom. I, I'd so, rather not. Yeah, so on that but, note, I think we'll, we'll call this there. Uh, Sinan, thanks very much for coming on, mate. It's much appreciated. I think no we all problem. feel a little better now getting this out of our system. I know you've already done a video on it, but like. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, if you want to watch the video on it, which suddenly doubled in the number of views it had because, <laughs> because of this happening. Um, you can find that at my YouTube, youtube.com slash SK the Crusader. That's also my Twitch where I do streams where I yell about this. I yell every week uh, for four days yeah, a week. Yeah, I've, I've got to say, uh, Crusader sounds pretty extreme, Sinan. Yeah. I, I simply believe that there should be Christian states in the Middle East, apparently. Um, <laughs> I did actually have, I did actually have, as a side note, someone come in and accuse me, uh, call me a slur for a Christian in Turkish. Um, Amazing. To say was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> it was the first time I got called a slur on Twitch, and it was some Turkish ultra nationalist who was like, "You're Turkish, and yet you have Crusader in your handle." Curious. <laughs> at least, at least you got like esoteric like slurs rather than oh, yeah. like, the boring ones. Oh yeah, it was it was fully like a proper old word as well. It Amazing. was like it was one that I only recognised because like I heard my great grandmother say it when I was four. Like that's how old this fucking word was. Um, so, someone coming into the chat and calling people Moors. <laughs> like, yeah, basically that is what it means. Like, but for Christians. Um, but yeah. Um, also, you can catch me. Uh, I also have a Patreon, um, which is patreon.com slash Crusader. But confusingly, my Twitter is not that. It's uh, at the Sinancos, where I just try not to tweet during work hours but then a discourse <laughs> happens and so I must therefore say things yeah, I can't stop ratios myself. to be contributed to that's right mm. that's right <laughs> 
So, yeah, um, usual things for us as well. Um, Patreon.com forward slash PraxiCast if you would like more content. We will have an episode out at some point next week on the bonus feed. And I think we'll probably have a Black Thoughts at some point as well soon, James, yes? Yes, we, we will. I'm just finding time to do it. Excellent. It's a short version. That's fine. Okay, Um. yeah, so catch us later, folks. And remember, be kind online. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, folks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.